Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Who's the Rat Now edition. Oh, rat, okay. <laughs> Today is episode 116, Cats at Crime Scenes May Provide Overlooked Clues. Uh, I, I believe that. Cats are, you know, half in this world, half in the other. That's and they're right. like, they know shit we don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's why they treat us like shit. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Mine just beat the shit out of me last night, actually. <laughs> I just was trying to play with him and he was slapping me and biting at me and literally slapped me in the face. (laughs) Didn't use his claws, but you know, I respect that. I know that he, He he, it's like, it's like having a cat. It's like having a monkey that's learned how to use switchblades. (laughs) It's the craziest thing. They like can climb on shit. My cat can open doors. It's it's ridiculous. And then if you piss him off, Uh, out comes the blade. We need to, like, rewrite the cat's wiki page, because that needs to be the description of what a cat is. Uh, So, cats at crime scenes could provide overlooked clues. And can you catch a bullet? Can you catch a bullet? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I know of one way you can catch a bullet. (laughs) Yes. Is there another way to catch a bullet? There's more than one way to catch a bullet? That should become, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, and there's more than one way to catch a bullet. (laughs) That is... I'm putting that on a tote. There's more than one way to catch a bullet. That's so. right. Because <laughs> there aren't enough totes either. That's we true. Must, we must we, we create must more. This. We must tote this. They should fucking replace Twitter with tote. Okay. No, <laughs> Fuck you, Elon, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with, I am joined in person with a longtime member of the flock and returning champion. <laughs> Jay Chacha. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm doing the arm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hand clasp swing over my shoulder. Thing. That's right. Thank you for that uh, glowing compliment. <laughs> thank you. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Jay here, and all guests come in cold, learning everything in real time, just like you. That's so, right. That's I am right. absolutely sh- shocked that there's some. I'm interested about the rat. You said something about a rat. I love rats. Are rats involved in this? Uh, like rat in terms of like ratting out. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the okay. Crimes, gotcha. Wordplay. Gotcha. That's word. word yes, wordplay, yeah. if you will. Yeah, very, very <laughs> gangster terminology. <laughs> so, my friends, today we'll be solving some crimes and maybe even committing a few. Uh, <laughs> in the first half of the show, we're going to talk about a study that is literally the first of its kind. If you're a murderino and a pet lover, you're going to love this. Uh, thanks to the work of two university forensic science researchers, we have proof animal companions at crime scenes may be helpful in gathering key evidence, a.k.a. DNA of a perpetrator. Oh. That's right. And you may be asking yourself, how come detectives never swabbed the family pet before for clues? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. It's never really been approached as a solution, and these two ladies behind this study are like, we should have been doing that. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> Oops. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm no detective, so like, you can't blame me or you like, for not thinking of it, but for every detective who never did this before, shame on you. Total shame. Total shame upon you <laughs> yes. and your family. Yes. So, after the break, it's everyone's new favorite segment. Let's read from a book, motherfucker. Oh. That's right. And that glorious book, yet again, is volume two of Randall Monroe's What If series. Uh, We're going to answer the question asked by every American. Quote, is there any way to fire a gun so that the bullet flies through the air and can be safely caught by hand? (laughs) 
This is like, remember The Last Dragon? I don't know if you remember that movie from a long time ago. Oh my God. Was, Catching yeah, bullets so. with his teeth oh. was the thing mm-hmm. that the hero or the main character was trying, I don't know, was trying to do. or like yeah. There was a whole mythological thing about he could catch bullets with his teeth. And then at the end, he literally catches a bullet with his teeth. Seek out the last dragon, all of you, and, okay. and learn. Okay. We're actually going to bring that up for a second. Um, and as for that question, the answer is, once again, yes, but don't. And <laughs> that's because the answer is fucking epic, and we're going to get into it. So shall we begin with a little crime fighting? Yes, please. All right. To do so, we need to swing on by the Forensic Science Department of Flinders University in Australia. Where else? Oh, I love Australia. I know. Gorgeous. It's here we'll find animal lover and PhD student Heidi Monkman, who had herself a bit of a eureka moment. So Jay, please tell us what glaring omission did Monkman see in the field of forensics, as noted in a statement to Cymex.org. Okay, here we go. Collection of human DNA is very important in crime scene investigations. Okay, clearly. But there is a lack of data on companion animals, such as cats and dogs, and their relationship to human DNA transfer. Mm. These companion (laughs) animals can be highly relevant in assessing the presence and activities of the inhabitants of the household or any recent visitors to the scene. Mm -hmm. This does seem like extreme common sense, but like shocking, but not so shocking. Because how many cases go unsolved, right? You hear like an extraordinary amount. And I would believe that because, you know, not to... Not to take a big steamer on law enforcement, but come on. No, you can't. They're not really, you know, <laughs> they're not really the sharpest, uh, maybe, mm. um, blunt instruments in the drawer. That's, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, you it's, know, it's, folks it's, in it's blue. Fun. With no. all due respect and, and not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, my friends, up until this very moment, no one had really looked into the possibility that, say, cat fur can retain enough DNA left by a person who is in their vicinity, even if that interaction was brief. If so, that could mean pets might be able to help identify suspects. Huh. Mm -hmm. This makes total sense. I know. It's so wild. Fuck. I mean, my cat has definitely has my DNA all Mm -hmm. over him from beating my ass Mm -hmm. last night. But if he, you know, if somebody came into the house, I think, and was trying to, you know, rob or steal or kill me, Mm -hmm. my cat might... I might get involved. Might. He's a fighter. Rub, you know, rub against him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Or, you know, or take a nice swat. <laughs> Just join in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe against me. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been trying to kill this motherfucker for years. <laughs> so, my friends, it was time to crack open a study. Monkman told IFL Science, quote, When I pitched the idea to co-author and experienced crime scene investigator Dr. Mariah Gorey, we discovered there was very little research in this area and we couldn't wait to get started, Hmm. end quote. So Monkman and Gorey did what anyone would do to start such an investigation. They went on a devastating crime spree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. That's one way to do it. I'm kidding. They first teamed up with forensic scientist Roland van Orschat of the Victoria Police Forensic Service Department in Australia to see if they could extract traces of readable human DNA from pets. From pet cats, I should say. Cats. Specifically cats. Specifically cats. Okay, that's interesting why they chose cats. I wonder, do we get into this? Why? Uh, that's a good That's a good. I mean, question. dogs, hmm. you know, I mean, cats are just kind of, it's interesting. I guess maybe we'll see what happens. But dogs kind yeah. of are like... You know, I love dogs, but mm. dogs and cats, they're like on a whole different intellectual level. 
that's true. You know, cats are like the kind of studious and mm-hmm. and dogs are kind of dopey. Yeah, they're, but and they're lovable, like the, obviously. They're, they're the like best. the Sagittarius of, yeah. of uh, signs. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I think. I think they chose cats because in Australia they have to be indoors most of the time. Oh, that's yeah. okay. So, oh, that's okay. Right. Th- there's not so like... there's no ex- so questionable DNA on a dog from outside from being pet. Yes, they're so fucking cute and floofy. Oh, th- oh yeah, and also being pet like all the time when exactly. they're getting when they're getting walked. It's okay. There you yeah, go. So. G- you are genius. <laughs> <laughs> Do what I can. So, uh, so step one. Uh, they're teaming up with Roland. And step two, you got to find yourself cats that are willing to work with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thankfully, Fortune smiled upon the researchers as they were able to gather a small sample, 20 cats from 15 households. That's a lot of cats. That's pretty good. Yeah. And they were, quote, selected for their friendliness and not being stressed by new people, Monkman told IFL. Okay, that would make sense. Yes, you want a friendly cat. Yes. <laughs> not Garfield, not the lazy, mm. uh, what's his name? What, did he, always, he always wanted it, you know. His DNA would be all fucked up because he was always, you know, just constantly eating, right? Wasn't he always he eating, was. inhaling spaghetti? Was that his favorite thing? Lasagna? I don't remember. Was it lasagna? Lasagna. Panned lasagna. Damn. That motherfucker. So, please inform us, Jay, what was step three? How did the team obtain their samples from these chill-ass cats? Uh, what was the process? From Michelle Starr of ScienceAlert.com, at the homes of the study participants, the researchers swabbed the fur on the right side of each cat twice and collected DNA samples from most of the human study participants. One was a minor child who was not sampled. The cat swabs and the human DNA samples were then processed. In addition, the occupants of the household filled out questionnaires on the cat's daily behavior and habits. I bet you that was awesome. Yeah. This included how often <laughs> the cat me. was touched. Yes, so <laughs> and this includes how often the cat was touched and by whom in the household. There you go. So, my friends, after all pusses were swabbed and such, <laughs> the researchers had the task of determining what DNA, if any, was present on their bodies. All right, drum roll, please. Hmm. Hold on to your butts, my loves, because you won't believe this. Quote, detectable levels of DNA were found in 80% oh, of cat swab samples. That is an overwhelming success, That's I would massive, say. massive, fucking massive. For all cats, there was no significant difference between the amount of DNA present and the time since last contacted by a human or length of hair on the cat, end quote, from sciencealert.com. So my friends, cats are DNA magnets. Do not commit crimes and touch them, or vice versa. <laughs> I wonder how, what the hell, yeah, like, what is it about, I mean, that cat fur is like, it's just yeah. deadly. I mean, I, I think I'm also, like, allergic to my cat, because there's certain days where I'm like, I cannot breathe, I need oh. albuterol, it's like, it's, it God, gets you heavy. A, you need an I have an inhaler. Yeah, I'm not yeah, an epi-head. I did not know that. I know, neither did I, it just sort of happened recently, and I was like, why am I suffocating? Holy the cat wants me dead, I'm yeah. telling you. Jesus. It'll be by claw or by or by suffocation. Smothering, yeah. Yes, yeah, smothering. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All but right, they well. do like a lot of grooming, so I just wonder if you know you got you know you have limited amount of time to swap that animal because like mm. let's say I just came in here, I killed your ass, I pet your cat, I leave. <laughs> the cat is traumatized and mm. might wait for a minute and then the, before the cops get here, or the cat might be like that motherfucking you know dirtbag just. Put his filthy hands on me. I am now going to take a cat shower. Mm. That would obliterate the DNA. That's a good point. Wouldn't it? That is a good point. 
we're going to get into how, uh, you know, this is a small study, first of its kind. But, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're going to acknowledge that for... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. we will definitely get into that. Because so, I'm no scientist, but I'm, a sh- so I'm thinking, <laughs> if I thought of this... But you're a smart ass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a, hey, you know, you know how you can improve this, ladies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, give me the phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> What's that number in Australia? <laughs> so... My friends, this actually does get better. Listen to this. Not only did 80% of samples contain DNA, continuing from Science Alert, quote, the team was able to generate DNA profiles from 70% of the cats in the study. What? That could be interpreted well enough to be linked to a human. That is amazing. Damn. Fucking incredible. They could build entire profiles. Damn. (laughs) So cats are so good at hoarding DNA. There was even a scandalous moment in the study. Oh, do tell. Do tell us. Uh, what mysteriously appeared in one household? Okay, as reported by Michelle Starr, one case was particularly interesting. A two-cat, two-person household. One of the cats, a hairless sphinx, I love those, Hmm. carried the DNA of an unknown third human. The other cat, a short-haired ragdoll, did not. Both cats had interacted equally with the humans in their household. Possible sources could include direct transport of the DNA from a human, such as by patting, or by the cat brushing against a contaminated surface. The DNA could also have been lingering since the last time the cat had contact with a visitor. Mm-hmm. Aha! So it does stick around. It does stick around. Yeah, and on, on the hairless guy also. This yeah, is on the hairless guy. Yeah. The Sphinx. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. So that's... Interesting, right. Because you're saying they're like DNA hoarders. So like this, somehow it stays. It's like imprints on them in mm-hmm. some weird way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, let's hope both humans, though, were expecting that visitor. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, yeah. my friends, long story short, thanks to this study, a first of its kind, cats at least seem to be a cornucopia of evidence, <laughs> but more work needs to be done. Uh, Dr. Gori told Cymex.org, further, uh, quote, further research is required on the transfer, persistence, and prevalence of human DNA to and from cats and other pet animals, and on the influences of animal behavioral habit- habits. Hmm. End quote. Yes. That was a mouthful of a quote. It was. <laughs> but God damn it, More Corey. work. Just in short, more work. More work. Exactly. And I'm happy to say as we speak, further collaborative work on cats and dogs uh, is currently underway at the Flanders University Forensic Laboratory, i.e. petting cute floofs. And I mean, that's a, that's a fucking, that's just, cr- you're fighting crime and petting dogs that is all day. great. I know. Who wouldn't want that job? Oh, God, I want. So after the break. Speaking of crime, uh, or at least weapons associated with crime, guns and bullets. How can you safely catch one? This is nuts. (laughs) Uh, Don't do the stuff we're about to talk about, but please, stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. 
Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Now streaming. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Now streaming only on Hulu. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, my shooty American friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, listen up, you trigger-happy numbskulls. (laughs) My curious friends and all members of the flock, it's time to answer one of life's questions. Submitted by Edmund Edmund Hugh, Edmund of London, the only one. Uh, Submitted by Edmund to (laughs) Randall Monroe, quote, Is there any way to fire a gun so that the bullet flies through the air and can be safely caught? By hand. I mean, that question is just so, like, it's, first of all, it's, like, remarkably stupid. <laughs> but also, now I want to know. Right? Yeah. I know. If there was, like, a study, I'd be, I would be, okay, let's, how can I participate? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would, I definitely would never jump out of a plane. But if catching a bullet by hand is, that's some legendary shit. That is. I don't, you know, it if would they, be figure, a first. Yeah. If, they, would... if there's a way to do it, you want to be the first. That's right. Possibly last. <laughs> Maybe. That's true. <laughs> Okay, so first, speaking of first, before we get into it, let me say that this is an extreme game of catch that you should not fucking do. So please stop. Stop it right the fuck now if you're getting any ideas. And secondly, let's find out. Yeah. So now Randall is, the, is an author and a former NASA roboticist who can answer all sorts of questions using math and not by actually doing the things we're going to talk about. So <laughs> okay. this is how he figured it out. I see. So let's fire away. Figuratively. Uh, Jay, please tell us where did this fascination with catching bullets even come from? From What If Volume 2, The Bullet Catch, is a staged trick, oh yes, mm-hmm. in which a performer appears to catch a fired bullet in mid flight, often between the teeth. This is an illusion, of course. It is not possible to catch a bullet like that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we just need, science needs to actually say this. Yes, it has to be in print. Right. Ah, my friends. Yeah, catching a bullet with your mouth would be instant death, or at the minimum, you wouldn't be chewing ever again. (laughs) So, what to do, what to do. Quote, under the right conditions, you could catch a bullet. It would just take a lot of patience and luck. A a bullet fired straight up would eventually reach a maximum height. Oh, yeah, that always terrifies me. Anytime I see anyone in, like, I mean, I never see anyone fire a gun, thank, you know, Christ. But, Mm. like, you fire a gun in the movies... I always wonder, I'm like, that bullet is going to come down somewhere. Yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, it might come down like on somebody's head, yes. uh, somebody's ass, you know, like any kind of, you know, an animal, poor animal. I mean, some, yeah. you got to be careful where you're pointing those things. Fucking A. But yeah. There should be like a warning label on guns. Yeah. <laughs> Is there? Right. So, so a bullet fired straight up would eventually reach a maximum height. If someone fired a bullet upward, never do this, and you were hanging out in a hot air balloon directly above the firing range, definitely never do that, <laughs> it's possible you could reach out and grab the bullet at the apex of its flight. Motherfucker. <laughs> End quote. I never would have thought of that, but yes. But it sounds relevant. Genius. I hope somebody no. actually <laughs> no. safely no. attempts this. Oh, God, no. So, But you need to be in cahoots with... A hot air balloon company. Oh my God. A firing range. You gotta coordinate the situation. Oh my and God. And I mean, math, you know, math don't lie. Math is like hips, it don't lie. So <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta really, you gotta get a math, right. you gotta get this guy, Eddie uh, Hugh. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I mean, fly he asked him in the from London. Because you know that you're gonna do that shit here in America. If anyone's oh, yeah. gonna try this, yeah, it's you gotta, gonna be. You gotta go like in Texas. Oh yeah. Or, you know, that's, oh Jesus, yeah. So, and we're gonna get a lot of hate mail from Texas, I think. <laughs> We should unless Texas they pull this off, unless they pull this off, <laughs> if Texas, if you can pull this off, oh sweet Jesus, <laughs> the reward is uh, dark chocolate macadamia nut cookies That's from right. London. That's right, because we yeah we can get those. We for can you. get those. We we literally have them right now. So <laughs> I'm looking at the packaging; it's gorgeous. Yes. So this sounds relatively easy, but Jay, what else should we be looking out for? I mean, there's a lot to look out for, but what specifically? Continuing from what if. If you succeed at grabbing a bullet at the peak of its arc, you might notice something odd. In addition to being hot, the bullet would be spinning. <laughs> it would have lost its upward momentum, but not its rotational momentum. It would still have the spin given to it by the barrel of the gun. Confirmed by dozens of YouTube videos, bullets fired into ice are often found still spinning rapidly. You'd have to grab the bullet firmly Otherwise, it might jump out of your hand. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Now, I mean, that would... So then, you know, you'd get wounded. Yes. I think. At the very least. <laughs> at the very this least. Blood would be shed. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so now, now, not all of us have a hot air, hot air balloon on hand. But don't worry. You can climb a mountain, too. Uh-huh. Quote, if you don't have a hot air balloon, you can potentially make this work from a mountain peak. Mount Thor in Canada features a vertical drop of 1,250 meters, or 4,100 feet. Nice. Straight down. Damn. According to Ballistics Lab Close Focus Research, this is almost exactly how high a 22 long rifle bullet will fly if fired directly upwards. Holy Moses. End quote. So, my friends, uh, the, your other option to catch a bullet is hanging off or falling off a cliff while being shot at. <laughs> <laughs> All of this can be turned into... An amazing sporting event. This, yeah. this, yes. this is, I think, the, where the, everything is going. Yeah. You know, you, we take the, the gun nut culture mm-hmm. and the sport bat shit mm-hmm. and you smush it. Al- assimilate and smush and make a sandwich and then you've got the future of the United States of America. I think, I think we've got something. I know. We can charge a lot of money. Exactly. Monetize. For the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's capitalism and, you know, asses no and refunds. seats. No means refunds. money in pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no refunds. Hell yeah. No refunds. Ah, and no accountability. That's, no, that's true. That's deny, 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 accuse. That's right. Those are the rules. So, Jay, what else? Um, oh, where? Oh, my notes. Here we go. Okay, so now, I know what you may be thinking. 
I don't have a 22 long rifle. I have an AK-47. <laughs> I'm an American, and it's my constitutional right to be stupid. So we're still going to make this happen. <laughs> Jay, what can those folks do and should absolutely should not? All right. If you want to use larger bullets, you'll need a much larger drop. An AK-47's bullet can go more than two kilometers or 1.2 miles upward. Damn, Earth doesn't have any purely vertical cliffs that tall, so you'll need to fire the bullet at an angle, and it would have significant sideways speed at the top of its arc. However, a suitably tough baseball glove might be able to snag it. No way, is that true? However, however, according to Rifle Magazine, I, I can't believe there's a Rifle Magazine, <laughs> a gun writer, I can't believe they're gun writers, once claimed <laughs> that at 1,000 yards, he could catch ordinary bullets with a baseball glove. Uh, okay. <laughs> of course, he was being figurative. You wouldn't see the bullet coming, so you'd, just, so you'd be just as likely to catch it with your face as <laughs> with your glove. Yeah, that's true. That's right. It's like... That's, that's something else. You can't see it coming. Yeah. God. Yeah, so. yeah. In sum, you'd have to be really, 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 really fucking lucky to do this. And Monroe goes on to say, you'd probably have to shoot off thousands of rounds before catching one at the right spot if you weren't killed first. Yes. So. Although, I mean, you know, the shooters like to shoot. So this is, we yeah. can still make a lot of money off oh, this. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, totally. <laughs> I so. just don't know what we would call it yet. Yeah. Oh, catching bullets. <laughs> That's so simple. It was right there in front of us. And whatever time. we were going to put on the tote. Yeah. We have a merch store already. That's right. Merch is going up. Fucking hell. Amazing. So, uh, despite everything we just said, please don't do this. <laughs> yeah. It's um, probably a bad idea. <laughs> so, Jay, thank you for joining me today. It was fucking goddamn pleasure. Uh, I, you know, you blew my mind again. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for listening, for rating, subscribing, telling your friends how they can catch a bullet, and, uh, you know, see if they what their, their reply is. Yeah. And uh, cats, don't touch cats. <laughs> no, touch cats. It's all right. As long as you're, you know, not up to something shady, you can, you know, cats are, cats are, cats are, cats are right on. I didn't mean to shit on dogs either before. I love cats and dogs. Oh, fuck yeah. This is a, a very pet positive fucking show. Hell yeah. So, and please, stay interesting. Yeah, no one likes boring. <laughs>